Time now for the news, presented by Boyd Furniture and Mattress Center in Wayne City, where you get everyday low prices on Serta, Ashley, Catnapper, and Benchcraft Furniture. I'm Dustin Fuller reporting. Jasper Waterworks has announced that customers in the Mount Erie area are under a boil order until further notice. Crews have been working on the water leak in that area early Monday. Again, Jasper Waterworks customers in the Mount Erie area under a boil order. That is until further notice. Fairfield City Council met last night working through a five-item agenda in about 25 minutes. Council unanimously approved a $16,000 expenditure from the Recreation Fund for expenses needed to take place with the solar eclipse. The money will be used for apparel and for help to defray the cost of the band Little Texas. The Recreation Fund currently has a balance of $24,000. Recreation Fund is funded by hotel, motel, and commercial lodging occupancy fees and can only be used for public recreation and entertainment. Mayor Moore said with the influx of people coming into Fairfield for the event, the Recreation Fund should recover most of that expenditure. The council entered into a service contract with Be All Technology Solutions of Fairfield. That agreement is for computer and software maintenance. Be All Technology Solutions is a new Fairfield business owned by Chad Barbary. Bids will be sought to paint the West Wander Tower. Two bids were rejected last month due to them being far exceeding the engineering estimate. Council discussed TIP funds and its distribution to the taxing bodies. Mayor Moore recommended that the taxing bodies receive 70%, which is an increase from the 40% formula used in the past. With two of the taxing bodies undertaking major projects, Mayor Moore stated that the extra funds could be put to good use. The two projects are the proposed splash pad at Leo French Park and the building project at Frontier Community College. With the implementation of the new business tax, the council can increase the dollars to the taxing bodies. The TIF Joint Review Board recently met to discuss the distributions. Fairfield police are investigating multiple car burglaries in the area of Clarence Avenue, Manor Circle, Windsor Lane, and West Center Drive. Thefts have occurred overnight. Police are asking for anyone that may have video Evidence such as doorbell cameras, video surveillance, etc. From that area, to contact them at 618-842-2152. With three bids turned in, city leaders in Grayville opted to test the real estate market instead and rejected all of those bids in favor of listing the former Grayville City Hall building at 122 South Court Street with a realtor at 6% commission. The bids turned down include a $40,000 offer from Lauren Dickerson, an $11,500 bid from Shimon Birdie of El Dorado, and a $6,500 submission from BAPR Properties LLC of North City. Also Monday night at the council meeting, commissioners heard updates on the water main replacement project, which is expected to be bid next month or in March. The Albion Grayville Water Treatment Plant Project, W2E, is eligible for an additional $6 million in loan forgiveness. It was reported as well. A grant application for the sewer project was submitted last Thursday the 18th. Council formally agreed to the loan grant agreement previously discussed with Chappies. 
Grayville will also be getting a new police vehicle through a lease-to-own agreement. The council signed off on a four-year lease through Tri-County Bank. Commissioners also approved putting $7,000 in the budget for Friends of Grayville events upcoming in 2024. Finally, leaders approved a $20,000 loan at 3% interest over seven years for Elsa Pierce for Epic Nails. Circuit Judge Melissa A. Morgan has been re-elected Chief Judge of the Second Judicial Circuit of Illinois for a second consecutive two-year term that began January 1st of this year. Judge Morgan was re-elected to that position by her fellow circuit judges. Judge Morgan has served as a circuit judge since 2006 when she was elected circuit-wide to succeed the Honorable George W. Timberlake upon his retirement in December of 2006. At that time, Judge Morgan became the first female elected as a circuit-wide judge for the Second Judicial Circuit. When Judge Morgan was elected first to the position of Chief Justice and the circuit by her colleagues, she also became the first female ever elected Chief Justice for the Second Circuit. The Second Judicial Circuit accompanies the 12 southern Illinois counties of Crawford, Edwards, Franklin, Gallatin, Hamilton, Hardin, Jefferson, Lawrence, Richland, Wabash, Wayne, and White counties. The circuit is served by 15 circuit judges, 12 of whom are elected by their resident counties, and three of whom are elected circuit-wide. The circuit is also served by an additional six appointed associate judges. WFIW News continues in a moment. This is Heidi Hodges bringing you the Daily Financial Market Report on behalf of financial advisor Andrew Diesel and Edward Jones. Stocks closed modestly higher on Tuesday. The Dow closed down 96 points at 37,906. The Nasdaq was up 66 points at 15,426. The S&P 500 was up 14 points at 4,865. And in the bond market, 10-year Treasury yields are trading at 4.15%. In stocks of local interest, Chevron closed down 38 cents to $142.11. Walmart was up 41 cents to $162.80. Duke Energy was up 54 cents to $95.60. Apple was up $1.29 to $195.18. John Deere was up $2.87 to $387.46. ConocoPhillips was down $0.07 to $107.99. Boeing was down $3.43 to $211.50. And ExxonMobil closed up $1.09 to $97.91. In commodity markets, the price of crude oil was down 28 cents to $74.48, and the spot price of gold was up $7.30 to $2,029.50. This has been today's Financial Market Report, brought to you on behalf of Edward Jones, member SIPC, and financial advisor Andrew Diesel, serving individual investors with personalized attention and financial advice from his office in Bearfield. If you would like additional information, you can contact us at 842-4212. Daily commentary is also located on our website at edwardjones.com.
WFIW News continues. An Illinois lawmaker is pushing for a ban on a group of potentially harmful ingredients commonly found in food and drinks. A measure introduced by State Senator Willie Preston would ban brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromate, propylene, red dye number three as well. Chicago Democrat is also planning to amend the bill to include a ban on titanium dioxide. California has already passed its own version of a food additive ban. The Illinois Board of Higher Education is awarding $400 million in grants to 45 institutions of higher education throughout the state. The goal is to provide financial assistance to private, not-for-profit colleges and universities in the state for the construction, repair, and renovation of infrastructure on campuses to provide equitable learning experiences to students across the state. Rockford University is receiving more than $4 million as part of that program. The unemployment rate in Illinois is up. The Illinois Department of Homeland Security or Employment Security, make that, Illinois Department of Employment Security says the state's jobless rate increased by 0.1% last month to 4.8%. Non-farm payroll jobs increased by 1,200 in December. Illinois Department of Transportation is receiving more than $7 million in federal funds to fix electric vehicle chargers statewide. The grant will repair, replace, or upgrade dozens of charging ports. The funding helps support Governor Pritzker's goal to have 1 million EVs on the road in Illinois by 2030. With additional news from the Illinois Radio Network, here is the news from Andrew Hensel. Reporting for the Illinois Radio Network, I'm Andrew Hensel. As the influx of migrants continues into 2024, Governor J.B. Pritzker and Mayor Brandon Johnson seem to be on two different pages regarding shelter for the arrivals. Chicago has seen nearly 30,000 non-citizen arrivals over the last year and a half since Illinois designated itself as a sanctuary state. The influx has led to increased spending and other resources being needed. Pritzker on Monday explained how things are going regarding shelter. I'm deeply concerned. Uh, we do not have enough shelter as it is in the city of Chicago. Uh, the city has not told the state where they would like us to put our resources to build new shelters or help them build new shelters. Pritzker says that there has been no plan set forward by the city. So we can't help if they don't identify those locations. Uh, and we need to make sure that we're uh, not ending shelter capacity as the city is now planning to do at the end of winter. Illinois has spent over $500 million on migrant care in 2023 alone. A report by a nonprofit research and policy organization shows a law capping interest rates has saved Illinois consumers millions. Kevin Bessler reports. Woodstock Institute is highlighting the positive impact of Illinois' Predatory Loan Prevention Act which capped interest rates at 36%. Brent Adams, Vice President of Policy and Advocacy, says opponents of the law who said it would put lenders out of business were wrong. Lenders continue to open and or expand operations in the state of Illinois. So on all of their arguments, uh, the data suggests the opposite. The report notes that Illinois pawnbrokers continue to charge triple-digit interest rates thanks to a court ruling in September 2021. So the pawn thing isn't resolved, but... Uh, it looks like a bill will be passing the General Assembly. Adams adds that bankruptcy filings decrease more in Illinois than in any other state in the region. I'm Kevin Bessler.
Local and area obituaries on WFIW presented by Nails Funeral Home. Locally owned and operated with locations in Fairfield and Albion. Nails Funeral Home, providing professionalism and care in your family's time of need. 79-year-old Larry M. Pillman of Xenia passed away on Friday, January 19th at Deaconess Gateway Hospital in Newburgh. He was born May 21st of 1944 in Bible Grove to Luther Clinton and Bertha Ethel Winchester Pillman. He was united in marriage to Patricia Tackett on April 19th of 2008 in Xenia, and together they shared 15 wedding anniversaries. He's survived by his wife, Patty Pillman of Xenia, three sons, Joe, and wife, Bonnie Pillman of Swansboro, North Carolina, Tony and wife, Kelly Pillman of St. Paul, Minnesota, Clint and wife, Carmen Pillman of Fort Walton Beach, Florida, survived by two daughters, Serena and husband, David, Ross Nickel of Fort Walton Beach, Florida, and Syria and husband Damon Maddox of Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Survived by two stepchildren, Angie and husband Pete Robinson of Farina, and Kathy and husband Mike Frank of Paris. Grandchildren Andy Pillman, Anthony Pillman, Angelica Joel Pillman, Elvis Pillman, Calvin Pillman, Diego Grossnickel, Kalina Pillman, Joey Fender, Jessica Robinson, Trenton Frank, and Garrett Frank, and also survived by 11 great-grandchildren. He was preceded in death by his parents, a stepson, Charles P. Reynolds, and a sister, Connie Sue Pillman. The station will be from 11 a.m. until 12 noon on Saturday at the Frank and Brian Funeral Home in Florida with military funeral honors presented at 11 a.m. Frank and Brian Funeral Home of Flora is assisting the family with arrangements. 83-year-old Ruth A. Cooper of Flora passed away on Saturday, January 20th at Flora Gardens Care Center. She was born in Annapolis, Maryland on August 14th of 1940 to Arnold and Bessie Baker Miller. She and Richard A. Cooper Jr. married on July 11th of 1959. They spent 60 years of marriage together before his death on April 2nd of 2019. Ruth is survived by two children, Richard A. Cooper III and wife Deanne of Iuka, and Regina A. Bunning and husband Jerry of Decatur. Five grandchildren, nine great-grandchildren, her sister Betty Lou Anderson and brother Richard Lee Miller, plus many nieces and nephews also survive. Ruth was preceded in death by her parents, three brothers, Tommy Miller, James Miller, Arnold Miller, and a sister, Beatrice May Wright. A graveside memorial service will be held at a later date. Frankie Bright Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. Dennis K. Vale, 78, of Fairfield, passed away on Friday, uh, January 19th at his residence. He was born on August 30th of 1945 to Pat Leroy and Orpha Sloan Vale and Olney. He married Tamara Puckett on September 23rd of 2002 in Fairfield. Survivors include his wife, Tamara, a son, Christopher, and wife, Christy, of Mattoon, a daughter, Chandra Vale, of Las Vegas, Nevada, two stepsons, Scott, and wife, Gina Rule, of Mount Pulaski, Illinois, and Kevin, and wife, Lucy Rule, of Fairfield, a stepdaughter, Jennifer, and husband, Randy Smith, of Augusta, Missouri, a brother, Michael Vale, of Batavia, Ohio, two grandchildren, 
Krista Vale, Arveda, Colorado, and Danielle and husband Lane Slover of Olney. Two great-grandchildren, Everett Vale and Isla May Slover. Four step-grandchildren, Abigail and husband Joshua Meadows of Japan. Jacob Smith of Augusta, Missouri. And Ruthie and husband Israel Siltman of Ocala, Florida. David Rule of San Diego, California. Tegan Rule of Fairfield and Sarah Rule of Fairfield. He was preceded in death by his parents. A memorial service will be held at 11 a.m. on Saturday at the Fairfield First Christian Church with burial following at the Shrewsbury Cemetery in Mill Shoals. Visitation on Saturday will take place from 10 a.m. until service time at the church. Nails Funeral Home of Fairfield is assisting the family with arrangements. Ivan M. Bud Bassett, 80, formerly of Clay City, Illinois, passed away on January 19th at Florida Rehabilitation and Healthcare Center. A memorial service is set for 1 p.m. tomorrow at Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora. Interment will follow at Flora Floral Gardens and Memory Cemetery. The station will take place from noon until service time at the funeral home on Thursday. Frank and Bright Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. 56-year-old Calvin Lee Clark of Patoka, Illinois, formerly of Flora, passed away Saturday, January 20th at Barnes-Jewish Hospital in the St. Louis area. A celebration of life will take place at a later date from 3 until 5 p.m. actually now on September 20, or, uh, correction, January 27th, make that Saturday, January 27th at Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora. Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora assisting the family with arrangements. Beverly Miller of Carmi recently passed away. An informal celebration of life and visitation service takes place this evening from 4 until 7 at the Campbell Jordan Funeral Home in Carmi. Campbell Funeral Home of Carmi assisting the family with arrangements. 65-year-old Mona Ray Moholland of Douglas, Wyoming passed away on January 18th at Central Wyoming Hospice in Casper, Wyoming. A graveside service and interment will take place at Elmwood Cemetery in Flora at a later date. Frank and Bright Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. Full obituaries including survivors at WFIWradio.com. 104.9 WFIW has teamed up with Bob's Pizza of Albion to bring back the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club. Weekday mornings around 6.40, we will announce birthdays and anniversaries on the air and we'll draw for a winner daily plus a weekly prize on Fridays. Enter the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club online at WFIWradio.com or send a card in the mail to P.O. Box 310, Fairfield, Illinois 62837. Order Bob's Pizza online at Bob'sPizza.net. TOC Direct Media is looking for the 2024 Farm Family of the Year. Presented by Davies Community Hospital. The family farm is not a job, but a way of life. They live where they work, and they work where they live. TOC Direct Media is looking to honor one deserving farm family in our area. And we need your help. Nominate a farm family today, and tell us why they deserve to be named the TOC Farm Family of the Year. Presented by Davies Community Hospital. Go to our website to nominate a farm family today. 
Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you want and what you need. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. It takes a special type of person to inform and entertain, and that's what we do at TOC Direct Media. Inform and entertain. If you think you have what it takes, consider us for your next move. Log on to OriginalCompany.com and give us the reasons we should consider you for one of our openings. It might be just a side hustle for you. Log on to TheOriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. Part-time, full-time, or side hustle. Want to make a comment or suggestion about this Original Company radio station? Go online to OriginalCompany.com. For comments and suggestions, go online to OriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. I'm Dustin Fuller with this Jack of Sports on WFIW and WOKZ. Fairfield Mules boys basketball made it a clean sweep over Sisney on the road Tuesday. Varsity a winner 63-46 over the running Lions. In the varsity matchup, Lane Tucker led the Mules in scoring with 19 points. Landon Harrelson added 12, and Jay Snyder chipped in 10. In the JV contest, the ball went the way of Fairfield 59-27. The Mules were led by Jalen Mainers with 11. 10 points were scored by Callan Miller. Overall, for the varsity side, they are now 13-10 and 10 on the season, winners of three straight. By the way, 13th win of the season eclipses last year's 12 win total on the season for the Mules. Another boys basketball action. Harrisburg defeated Hamilton County 63-54. Weber downed Wayne City 61-39 and Woodlawn dropped Grayville 59-46. Girls basketball action. Hamilton County defeated Flora 65-49. Dietrich defeated Sandoval 60-27. It was Susserville Waltonville dropping Steelville 49-27. Massac County Defeated Harrisburg 52-38 and Benton was victorious over Anna Jonesboro 60-48. Fairfield went 4-0 in the Wrestling Black Diamond Conference Dual Championship Conference Meets at Johnston City as they won the conference meets for the fourth straight year. Mules were victorious over Goreville 54-39, Carmi 45-36, Johnston City 54-30 and Trico 60-12. In the NBA, winners were Denver, New York, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, and the L.A. Clippers. The Heat and the Hornets have agreed to a trade. Miami has acquired guard Terry Rozier from Charlotte for guard Kyle Lowry and a protected 2027 first-round pick. The pick becomes unprotected in 2028. Rozier is averaging 23.2 points and 6.6 assists per game. According to ESPN, the Hornets are discussing other deals on their veteran players ahead of the trade deadline and plans to continue accumulating assets. Charlotte is expected to try to move Lowry to another team before the deadline. The Heat will save $15.4 million in luxury tax on the trade and create a $6.4 million trade exception. A handful of elite NBA players are preparing to compete in the 2024 Summer Olympic Games. LeBron James of the L.A. Lakers, Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors, Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers, Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns, and Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat are headlining the 41-player pool that was announced on Tuesday. This is the first step towards deciding the 12-man roster that will travel to Paris. Team USA head coach Steve Kerr 
will be looking to lead Team USA to its fifth consecutive gold this upcoming summer. Milwaukee Bucks are reportedly looking for a new head coach, as multiple reports say the team is firing first-year head coach Adrian Griffin. He was hired this past offseason after the team let go Mike Budenholzer. The Bucks are currently tied for second-best in the NBA East at 30-13. and 13. Before the season, the team added superstar Demo- uh, Damian Lillard to pair with two-time NBA MVP Giannis Santacumpo. The veteran Cavaliers player Tristan Thompson has been suspended for 25 games for violating the NBA's anti-drug policy. The 32-year-old tested positive for a growth hormone commonly used by bodybuilders for muscle enhancements. Cleveland originally selected Thompson with the fourth pick of the 2011 NBA draft and helped contribute to the team's championship in 2016. He's in his second stint with the Cavs following stops with the Celtics, Kings, Pacers, Bulls, and Lakers. In the NHL, winners were Dallas, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, as well as Las Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, and San Jose. A key player on the Philadelphia Flyers is taking a leave of absence. The team announced on Tuesday that Carter Hart has been granted time away from the team. General Manager Daniels said that... The goalie requested time off for personal reasons, but offered no more detail. 25-year-old is 12-9-3 this season with a 2.8 goals against average and a 90.6% save percentage. He recently allowed five goals on 15 shots before getting pulled in a 7-4 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. Hart will be a restricted free agent after the season. In college basketball, Mizzou fell to Texas A&M 63-57. Purdue drummed Michigan 99-67. Houston got past BYU 75-68. South Carolina upset Kentucky 79-62. Texas upsets Oklahoma 75-60. Duke down Louisville 83-69. Wisconsin snuck past Minnesota 61-59. Dayton over LaSalle 66-54. Creighton defeated Xavier 85-78. Northern Iowa defeated Evansville 70-63. Illinois State dropped Belmont 77-67. And Toledo over Northern Illinois 89-73. The Philadelphia Eagles are once again searching for coordinators at both sides of the ball this offseason. ESPN's reporting the team has fired offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. That move came on Tuesday and came right after defensive coordinator Sean Desai was like a one Sunday. Johnson was elevated to offensive coordinator this season after Shane Steichen was accepted by the Colts for their head coaching position. Philly's offense took a step back in points, passing yards, and rushing yards per game. Head coach Nick Sirianni and general manager Howie Roseman will hold a press conference on Wednesday to discuss the state of the team. The National Baseball Hall of Fame is announcing its inductees for the 2024 class. Those inductees include third baseman Adrian Beltre, catcher Joe Maurer, and first baseman Todd Helton. Beltre was voted in on his first attempt and played 21 seasons for the L.A. Dodgers, Seattle Mariners, Boston Red Sox, and Texas Rangers. Maurer is also a first ballot selection and played his entire career with the Minnesota Twins while winning the AL MVP in 2009. Helton also spent his whole career playing for one franchise, suiting up for the Colorado Rockies for 17 seasons. Manager Jim Leland 
was elected last year by the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee for the 2024 season. The induction ceremony takes place July 21st in Cooperstown, New York. That's a look at sports. I'm Dustin Fuller with sports on WFIW and WOKZ.